I am so excited to share with you this conversation with a beautiful soul and friend of mine, Tracy Benson. Tracy is the founder of the Joyful Souls and the Joyful Souls podcast. She is a lifestyle strategist who believes in relational business and partners with her clients to guide them to create a lifestyle of their dreams. She is a coach, a speaker, podcaster, entrepreneur, and a broker owner of a boutique real estate brokerage. She has an education in engineering, business, and nursing, and she is a personal development junkie and has a passion to help others find their hero inside to take their lives from ordinary to extraordinary. Hello and welcome to the Katie Carlson Show, a podcast for real, raw, authentic conversations with today's magic makers, love creators, and game changers. I'm Katie Carlson, and I'm so excited to introduce you to real people, real talk, and real stories while embracing the beautiful chaos of life. All right, Tracy, thank you so much for being here. It's so fun to catch up with you and um, do this um, have this conversation with you. I've been looking forward to this for a while because it's been a while since you and I have caught up. Yes, it has. You know, it's been, it's, it's been way too long. Um, okay. So for those of you guys that don't know, um, Tracy, Tracy, where did we meet? We met last year. We, we met, I think we, we met online first, but we met officially last year at life and wealth mastery. And that's where I think it kind of like sealed the deal. Yep. Yep. Right. Um, so for, for those of you who don't, don't know, and I know I've spoken a little bit about this, um, in a few of the other episodes that I've done, um, Tracy and I experienced, we went to, uh, Tony Robbins life and wealth mastery, which was an incredible event down in Marco Island, um, in the middle of June. And most people are like Marco Island, <laughs> middle of June, like, uh, no thanks, <laughs> but it was actually quite lovely. It was, it was quite amazing. You know, I, I've spoken a little bit about this before. Um, I came into that event knowing that some decisions were going to had to like were going to be made um, in terms of my relationship, and um, you know, I think there were some things that I was avoiding for sure going into that um, experience. Of an, and I also had an open heart and an open mind, and I was like, okay, we'll see what happens. And um, it was that night that um, we did kind of like a. Dickens process. And again, for those of you that are not familiar with Tony Robbins or some of his events, he does this incredible process called the Dickens process at Unleash the Power Within, right? And within that process, you really start to feel the pain of staying where you are like right now. Um, and like, it really kind of keeps you like held back in the past and feeling that pain in the future. And so you know, having gone through that process a couple times, um, going into life and wealth mastery, I didn't know that we were going to do a similar sort of process and it had to do with our relationship. Yeah, it was a, it was a tough one for me and I, I ran out of the room and I'm, I'm so glad I did because this beautiful soul, Tracy came, came in, I wouldn't say necessarily rescued, but you held space for me. And it was one of the most like magical experiences. Um, and I'm just forever grateful for you, um, for that experience. And that being said, Tracy, you do so many wonderful things and contribute so many to, you know, contribute to the lives of so many people. Tell us a little bit about what you do, who you are, um, what you're doing, what you're working on right now. 
All right. Well, um, I am an entrepreneur. I own a real estate, small boutique real estate brokerage that I'm working on uh, being about the business instead of being in the business as well. And uh, then I'm, (laughs) yeah. And I'm also, so I can contribute more in other ways because my drive these days is to help other folks find that extraordinary life that they're looking for and daily joy and happiness because I see it's missing in so many lives. It used to be missing in mine. So, uh, you know, I have a podcast too, like you, uh, which I I love sharing on. It's um, a great outlet. It's called Joyful Souls. Love it. And so, you know, it's a great outlet for me uh, to express and share and, you know, uh, also be of service. And then, you know, I, I do also like you coaching and yeah. consulting. I call myself in, in particular a lifestyle strategist because I believe that it's all intertwined. So I do a lot of work with people getting their mindsets right so that their business flows, their relationships flow and everything is aligned because mm. once we get in that alignment, everything just takes off. Yeah. Yeah. I always say that align and allow, right? When we align, we allow the universe and the magic to really take, take shape and take hold um, to create the magic that's, that's waiting for us. Yes, that's yeah. absolutely true. So We're Tracy, resistant. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's so interesting. And I, and it's, it's that, that resistance in the body I've noticed, um, that where you can like break through the quickest or break through the fastest, right. Yes. Is when you start exactly. to feel that resistance in the body and like just through something so small as just movement, like you can make, you can make magic. It's incredible. Yep. Um, so understanding that, you know, it wasn't, it hasn't always been, you know, unicorns and rainbows, right. Um, for you going through this. So I'm curious, what led you, how did you get on this path? Like, you know, of real estate and then also, you know, just, um, really harnessing the power, um, and the magic that you have within in terms of service and contribution. How did this, how did this come about? Well, I've, I've, I think my drive, I've always been looking for this. And Mm. so I just didn't know it. Right. So, uh, went through life. Um, you know, I didn't have a horrific, uh, growing up, but I didn't have quite the standard growing up either. And I had a lot of rules and regulations around everything I did, you know? And so in order for things to be right, I had to meet all these requirements. And when you have such complexity in your life, it's very hard to thrive and, and be joyful and, and happy. And when I finally figured that out, then I was on the quest to see how I could do that because I saw other people that had what I wanted Mm. and I just didn't know how to get it. Right. Yeah. So I got the grace of somebody in the Tony Robbins community. Her name is Sarah Thompson that I knew. Give me a couple hours of her day. It was a long time ago. And I'd been on this quest. I'd been studying Tony for years, never really gone to live events though. Um, Read lots of books, was making small shifts, but I wasn't necessarily moving in the right direction because you don't know what you don't know, right? Right. And so I had this conversation with Sarah. I kept asking her to, you know, I need to have a conversation with you. And so we had about a, she gave me about three hours of her time, which is very valuable. And, um, she basically, that's when she identified that I had so many rules that I was never going to get what I wanted. 
that, mm. that she, she literally, she said to me towards the end of our conversation is I wouldn't wish your life blueprint on my worst enemy. Wow. Cause, and it was the best thing any, I, I've had two incidents. That was one of the best things that anyone ever said to me because wow. it made me really decide, okay, how do I shift this? And it was easy. I just needed to let go of all the complexity rules. First, I needed to get rid of all the ones that didn't even belong to me. Then I needed to identify the ones that were serving me and simplify them and get rid of the ones that weren't serving me and add simple things like, you know, if I saw you today and you smiled at me, I had daily joy. Simple, simple things so that I could feel successful in everything. And now I was already successful. Straight A student, I have four degrees. I've, you know, had success in business. But as Tony Robbins says, success without fulfillment is ultimate failure. And that's exactly how I felt. I always felt that I was failing because I wasn't happy. And I wasn't happy because of the choices I made and the rules I'd placed on my life. So I finally went at Sarah's um, urging to my first UPW in 2016. And that immersion event shifted my entire life. When I say, in fact, I posted a repost of that event uh, the other day, life has truly never been the same since mm. the first day in the firewalk. It was so life altering and life changing that I almost can't remember what it was like to be me before. Mm. And so ever since then, I've done tons of immersion events, all of Tony's events, um, and other events too, because I find in my personal experience that immersion events make you go farther faster. And it also gives you permission when you're in a group of like-minded souls to totally open your heart and your soul because you feel safe in the space. Mm. Yeah. And so that's what shifted me. Yeah. That's amazing. That since then. Yeah. And then you're also contributing to others, right? Like, and giving them that, right. that, that same type of experience. I think that's, what's so powerful about a lot of this work. I mean, you know, as we, you know, we're engaged in many of the same circles of, um, beautiful souls. Um, it's, it's so fascinating. I love just hearing people's stories, right. Of how they've, yes. how they've broken through, you know, and then as it's like, when we have these breakthroughs, breakthroughs, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we've, we got to go share this with, we got to go share this. We got to get this out. Right. And then yeah. that's when like, that's when that little fear creeps in. Right. Mm -hmm. And we, we all know, right. Kill the monster while it's small. Um, right. and at the same time, they're going to keep coming. Right. And it's like, it's important to like really lean into it. So I'm curious, like as you had that life changing moment at UPW, um, so that was back in 2016. So that was like four years ago. Right. So what's, what's different now in your life? What's changed? Oh my gosh, everything. Uh, so for me, um, you know, what we were talking about is imposter syndrome, thinking we can't help other people, even though we've been through the same thing. And I've been coaching for years already, business coaching, and I always knew mindset played in it. I just didn't have all the tools and skills um, that I have now and had gained and learned to use by going to different events and trainings. So uh, for me, um, everything shifted, my relationship shifted, my my compassion, my, my expansion and compassion enlarged so much that I lost my um, judgment of self 
And so therefore others, because usually when we're judging others, we're really judging ourselves. And I, I don't think most people realize that. It's just like when we're playing the blame game, if we're blaming instead of taking responsibility for our part and whatever it was in it, that doesn't exclude the other person's part. Yeah. When we're playing those games, we don't realize what's available to us on the other side. And so for me, it's just sharing my message. And also I found that it's, it's simple. You set the example, you lead by example in your life and other people will naturally follow because once you have what they want, they gravitate towards you. Yeah. And they want to know how you got it. And then they will open up. You can't, this kind of personal growth I have found in my experience anyway, I don't know about you. You cannot, it's not a force feedable thing, right? No. <laughs> you can't give people the thing, read this book and do this. They have to make those shifts in their mindset to where they're open and they allow the information to really come in and to really use it. Yeah. And I think sometimes it takes, um, yeah, I know for, for me, uh, in particular, um, I always in the past, I had always like wanted to push all this other stuff like, Oh my God, you got to read this book. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to come here. You got to do that. And I absolutely loved it. And then I was like, well, wait a second. What exactly does that telling me? That's telling me that I'm looking for other things in the external environment to shift in order to make, to, to make me feel fulfilled or to right. create some sort of change or shift within mm-hmm. like a relationship. And it, it could be, you know, intimate or platonic. I mean, the business doesn't matter. Yes. And what's so interesting is, and I love what you say. And I always say like, you got, you have got, you have to own it and take mm-hmm. responsibility for it. Right. And oftentimes going through that process, like there's going to be, there's going to be some highs and lows, right? It's not always going to be, it's not always going to be pretty. No. Right. Like they always say like the mess is often the message. Right. And, you know, I know that especially like in my journey, you know, there've been many highs and lows. There's continues to highs and lows like this whole new, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur, you know, many years back. Um, I've always been in sales, but now this is a totally different ball game that I'm playing in. And it's been such a fascinating growth opportunity, um, you know, for me. And oftentimes like, like kind of going back to this is like, we have to feel that pain in order to move us forward and to move us to action, right. To even look for some sort of resource or to look, you know, to get curious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious if you were going to, so if, if folks that were listening right now and, um, you know, the, if they're, they're struggling and maybe just not feeling like maybe have that kind of like internal, um, desire, like they know that there's something like they're meant for something greater. They're meant for something more but they're just not sure what to do. What would you say to them? Well, I would say to them that they need to listen to their internal draw. Um, our, our, our beings, our souls, our eyes know what we need. Mm-hmm. What happens is our survival mind takes over and creates fear. So we don't move towards it. And so what you need to do is just ignore the fear and move towards your draw, whatever it is, if it's a person to coach you, if it's a seminar, if it's a book, if it's, you know, whatever you're drawn to, and because it's usually going to be something you don't have, or someone that has what you don't have, follow the nudge, listen to the universe, Mm. follow Follow the the nudge, destiny, because it is, it is 
it is there for you it's your soul your eye who should be in charge but usually our mind is unfortunately mm. um that tells us that we need things we often forget that we have intuition and our intuition is once we train it if it's not acting it's not really the mind acting in fear if it's true intuition it's usually spot on yeah. in my experience in life so that's what i say if you're having that nudge if you're feeling that draw follow it yeah at all costs yeah and be costs. curious and like have that curiosity because i think i right. think for me i think curiosity um can be such a powerful draw and, and, and allow you to really open your, open your mind, right. Open your heart to lean in. And, and exactly what you said before, when you're in pain, when you're in pain, pain is not for you to suffer. Pain is a wake up call that you need to move, that you need to do something different. It's not for you to suffer. People suffer every day over the silliest things. And I know I used to be one of those. Yeah, me too. And <laughs> Right. And suffering is absolutely optional. We're going to feel pain. It's inevitable. It's part of life. And we might suffer in moments. But if you're suffering for more than an hour or two over something, you know, not major. I mean, I'm not talking about the death of a loved one. You're going to suffer a little longer over something like that. But you know, you had a fight with somebody. If you're suffering for more than an hour, really when you get down to it, it should be moments. Yeah. But if you're suffering more, more than an hour, you're making that choice. You're yeah. choosing to suffer and stay in that space for whatever reason, whatever need it's meeting for you. So we need to learn to make better choices because the sum of our life, the quality of our life is directly in correlation to the choices we make. Yeah. And the powerful thing is, is we get to choose each and every mm -hmm. moment. I, I say this all the time. We get to choose how we show up right. each and every moment. And when you recognize that consciously and also subconsciously, you'll make different decisions. Right. Absolutely. And it starts with, and it starts really with awareness, you know? And mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I believe that we're all on this path and we're all on this journey, you know, of unfolding because we're all growing. Right. And we're, be, we're being pulled to something greater. Yes. Right. We're being pulled to something greater than ourselves. And I mean, that, that is powerful. That is powerful. When you feel like you're, you're being drawn versus like having to push, um, mm -hmm. That's, that's really powerful. And I love what you said around, you know, following that nudge, because I think a lot of people just ignore it. Yeah. And it's their survival brain shutting them down because it will, it will do it a lot. And what happens when you become aware, like you've talked about awareness a bunch of times, when you become aware, self-aware, you know, when it's your survival mind, and then you can make the choice to say, you know, not today. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I don't need you to protect me. I'm fine. Yeah. Acknowledge and, it. Thank it, you. Yeah. I'll take it from here. <laughs> exactly. I, I, call it, I, I send my different, you know, like my brain bully and my, my, uh, uh, judgment bully and all these different bullies we have in our brain. I send them to their room. Literally. <laughs> I, I tell that. them it's time for you to go to your room and take a time out because I don't need you right now. Yeah. You know, I'll call you if I ever do. <laughs> and you know, I love that. People are, people are like, what are you talking about? And I go, the voices in your head that tell you what to do when you know you should be doing something else. And it's almost always fear-based. 
so we live in in fear instead of living our life and that's the thing is like fear's not going away i you know i know that so tony robbins has been doing the comeback challenge i don't know if you've been um yep. if you've been seeing that and being a part of it i'm sure you have um you know i love when he always talks about like how we have to like fear's not going anywhere it's not mm -hmm. going anywhere nope. um so let's just dance with it right mm -hmm. and when you dance with it it becomes more manageable. It becomes more malleable, you know, and you can, right. you can pivot and you can shift and things just start to align energetically in a different way. And you can use the fear as fuel. Holy heck fear, yeah. Fear is energy. It's a ball of energy. So, cause it usually causes anxiety and intenseness shift that energy into something positive and it can propel you. So it's, it's, it, it's, it's a necessary vital part of our being, but we can make the choice to shift that energy into something that works for us instead of works against us. Yeah. Yeah. I talk a lot about, um, you know, as an, as an IPEC coach, like we talk a lot about energies and understanding catabolic energy and anabolic energy, right? Catabolic energy is that destructive, stressful energy that, um, is a lot of like fear based. It's that, but it's also that victim energy. And a lot of times people you leverage their victim energy to meet their needs, right? Oh yeah. To not, to not move, to become just to feel sorry for themselves and not have to yeah. take action or take responsibility for who they are. Um, and that, that, that catabolic energy can, I mean, it's, it's incredibly draining, right? Yes. It's exhausting. It's draining. Um, and it, you know, frustrating. It's just, and it's, and right. And it can also leverage in the right way can propel you to move forward. Right. Right. You know, we're going to move so much faster, um, away from pain than we do towards pleasure. So sometimes it's oh, like, yeah. I, and that's why I always say like, you got to feel the feels, right? Like yep. people always send me like, Oh, feel the feels. Well, but you do because you got to feel it to heal it. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so I talk about that catabolic energy. Well, then there's also anabolic energy. Anabolic energy is that like creative, constructive building, like thriving energy. And we all mm -hmm. have combinations of them, you know, throughout the day. And once right. you start to draw awareness to it, like, Oh, what does that feel like? You know, oh, at that anger, you know, like I look mm -hmm. at a level. So I, I talk a lot about this and, um, there's another episode where I talk about the seven levels of energy. And so I'll, you know, I'll link that episode to this one in the show notes, but, um, understanding that we all get to choose where, where we show up, right. And understanding where, where we are emotionally, whether I'm feeling frustrated or angry, or just maybe I'm kind of just blah, like mm -hmm. I'm not really feeling anything, right. There's these different keys that start to show you, okay, what is it going to take for me to just make a small distinction, a micro distinction to move from anger to owning it. What if you just owned the anger or owned, Hey, I, you know what? I'm being a victim. Just like you were talking about the bullies, right? Yep. You owned it. And it's amazing when we own it, we move through it so much faster. Yeah. And you just, you, you take back control of your life. Oh my gosh. Cause before you're letting circumstance and other people's influence and, and, um, external stuff and, uh, you know, your victim mentality and your fear is all running your life. You're not running your life. That's the problem with most people is they aren't really running their life. And part of it is because, you know, like you talked about your, the needs, we have six human needs. And if we we're going to meet those needs, however we need to. Right. 
And if you're unaware, you're often meeting those needs in very unhealthy ways. And that's one of the things that I always say, like I recommend everybody, if you can get to an unleash the power within go, (laughs) you know, it it will, it will truly change your change your life. And it's so funny because I was just talking to someone, I guess, I think it was just last night we were talking about this. Um, we were going through some questions and he was like, you know, Cause he'd been to, he's been to many UPWs. I've been to many, you've been to many at this point. Um, yep. you know, people are like, well, why do you have to go? Like, you can go once. Like, why do you have to go back? Well, because repetition is the mother of skill and you will, once you go, you'll know why we go back. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and not even the events, that's everything in your life. So like one of my favorite books is, um, loving what is by Byron Katie. It's oh a yes. Very, it's a, her, the work is a very simple process, right? Yeah. However, it's just like the Dickens process, even when you work on the same thing twice, when you do your Dickens process, whatever you've chosen to focus on, you're in a different space every time you redo something or reread something. And as you grow and you expand and you take on more responsibility and understand who you really are and are aware when you do these exercises, they're exponentially, exponentially more profound for you. And it's the same thing. Every time I go to an event, because I've stacked these events in this work, I mean, it's just like, I, I always say, oh, this is the best event I've ever been to. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, no. It's not the, all the events are, are phenomenal, fantastic. It's the difference in me because of doing the work that makes it seem like that. So, you know, that's the whole stacking thing. You know, it's not like you said, nothing's a quick fix. You're not going to go to one Tony Robbins event and do a Dickens process and your life is going to be changed forever unless you continue to do the work. So I needed to qualify that because I said my life has never been the same and it has not been because I've made the choice to continue my growth and stay uncomfortable and do the things I needed to do to get where I want to be. Yeah. And lean in, mm-hmm. right? Like lean, lean in. in and embrace the good, the bad, and the ugly all there. But what you do with it becomes beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so powerful because, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of times and, and how I kind of stumbled across this work was, you know, and, and really just, and not just, it's not just Tony. It's like, there's so many amazing, you know, incredible yes. mentors of mine out there, um, that, you know, you take these little nuggets and start to like develop, you know, who you are, but every, you know, we talk about every, like, I'm just like you and every event I'm like, Oh my God, like this is the best event. And again, you're stacking it. It's like when we do emotional floods, right. And you, right. you practice gratitude and you continue to just stack, 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 stack. Problem yeah. is we stack all this negative gunk. Right. Um, yep. and that's not needed, right? Yeah. It's not needed. And we can stack all these beautiful things. Um, and with that, and with that, when you reach certain levels, right? When you continue to move up and grow, there's going to be new problems, right? New yeah, opportunities, Always. new opportunities, Always. right? New opportunities to grow. And it's going to test you. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, the best, like one of the, the most powerful things that I've learned to do, you know, in my life is just, is just lean in and embrace it. And, and, and it's absolutely true because, you know, every level there's a new devil 
Oh, I like that. And because we're peeling back, <laughs> we're peeling back layers and we're growing. But every time we peel back, there's a new devil underneath there. And sometimes we think we've, we've banished the devil, which we never truly do. They're always there. It's just whether we're aware and we can say, hey, no, not today. Um, but like for me, I'll tell you during COVID, I have realized that um, I still have my devil that uh, is evolved around um, emotional eating and stress eating is still there. I'm one of those people that put on weight during COVID and there's no reason for it other than I w- I'm not in control of that facet of my life. Now, here's the blessing. Because of that, now I've looked deeper into trying to find the root of my story, where my story started, because that's usually, if you can get back to there, Mm -hmm. you can usually start working on that because most of the time it's when you're a child and you turn something else into, you know, a negative thing. And it might've been a negative experience in your life, but you really made it, you cemented it in there that, you know, this is what I need to do to survive. And that's what I did at one point in my life when I was about eight. And I was always thin all my life up until around menopause. And then I started gaining weight because my food habits were horrid. The, the, the blessing for me before that is I had a great metabolism until menopause. So it didn't matter. I never gained any weight, but I wasn't doing my body any service. And I certainly wasn't recognizing why I was eating the way I was. So we always have to look for the blessing in the, in the mess because there is one. So this blessing now I'm working with my coach on this, you know, trying to unravel this particular issue so that I can get control of it for once and for all and not have to worry about getting the COVID-19 as they say. So, uh, and I don't mean the disease, I mean the pounds that come with it. So, you know, and it doesn't matter who you are and how personally developed you are. It doesn't mean that Tony Robbins doesn't have problems and challenges. It just means he has the tools and the skills to shift them quickly so they don't become the COVID-19. Like he would have caught that because he's, you know, done this for so many years, he would have caught it before it became a problem. I wasn't really recognizing it until after I'd already gained 10 and was on my way to 20. Yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, and thank you so much for sharing. Um, I, I was one of those people that's gained weight during COVID and I was like working out and doing all these things and I was getting so mad at myself. I was getting so mad at myself and I was like, this is a mind thing. And Tracy, I mean, I'm just, this is just me being completely honest. One of the things that I realized and, um, you know, I've done, I've done, I do a lot of work in understanding like the masculine and feminine energies and things like that. And I also, I'm a, you know, uh, a single woman living, um, here in Denver. I have a dog, but, um, throughout quarantine, it was really tough, like not seeing people and like not being able to touch people and like physical touch is like a real thing. And I realized that I was getting connection through food. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, that was again, one of my needs. Right. And it was through that, like I was just, and I mean, and again, not that I eat bad. I don't eat. If you saw my diet, you would not think that I would like, I eat 
crappy things, right? Like no, I don't. I know. I, I've watched you eat. Yeah, you, you, you've I seen me, you right? So I don't eat. I don't eat a lot of like crappy things, right? And. Um, I was gaining all of this weight and then I was doing all this intermittent fasting and I was, I mean, I was like barely eating any calories a day and you know, what was yeah. interesting, what was happening is I was gain, I, my, um, I started, uh, uh, getting really inflamed and I started retaining water and I was mm-hmm. like, what the heck is going on? Like, this is crazy. Yeah. And I have a good friend of mine who's also going to be on the podcast. Her name's Carrie Brown. She's, um, really focused on health optimization and bioindividuality and all that kind of stuff. And as I was talking to her about it, she's like, well, maybe you just, you know, you need to get, you know, if you, you can't uh, manage what you don't measure. Right. And so I right. had, I had all this blood work done. I mm-hmm. had, and I'm, I'm still doing some of the tests and stuff. And it's been really interesting because I actually have really, I mean, my genes are great. Like I've got really good, I mean, I'm pretty healthy for the average bear. Right. Yeah. And at the same time, our mind, our mind is so much more powerful than we give it credit. Yep. I was so mad at myself because I was trying to do all of these different things. I was you know, I was intermittent fasting. Then I was like, well, maybe I'll just try keto for a little bit. And like, like the girl who never eats meat is going to go keto. Like what? <laughs> like what? What are you talking about? And I was like, and I was trying all these different things, but I wasn't trying them long enough to like also even figure out if there, if like it was a working thing. Right. And then what I started doing is I said, Katie, I'm letting go. I'm letting go. I'm just going to, I'm just going to let go. I changed my routine my daily routine. I created some different structures. I had some different um, affirmations that I was doing. And I will tell you, I've lost seven pounds since then. Yeah. And it it is, your mind is so strong. Uh, So powerful. You know, we have things around us that, you know, physical things that shift in our life that, you know, do cause people to gain weight. They get hypothyroid, you know, different things, which, um, I don't even, which is what I thought I maybe was happening. Right. And I have some hormonal issues, but it's really not that it's here because for me, I'll be honest. Um, I've always been a, a good eater. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a vegetarian though. I probably should be, but I like meat. What am I? Hey, don't judge yourself. I'm and not. here's the thing. I mean, I've been eating meat. I've been eating meat. I've been doing a lot more meat now. But it, you know, it is inflammatory. We know it is because of what now, but I do like um try to have, you know, uh a naturally fed, no corn fed, no grain fed meat. But um, and I try to reduce my portions so that I'm not like overdoing it. But your mind is so strong because I know, because in the last, you know, after I realized it, I, I was also angry. I'm like, oh my God, you know, you worked so hard to get where you were and it, it, and it was not easy to stay there. And now you've just totally gone off the rails. What's wrong with you? Holy shit. You know, yeah. uh, all this stuff. And then, so then, you know, I reined myself in, right? But all that is still going on in my head. And so for two weeks, I ate clean and, you know, really reduced calories and was, you know, doing more physical movement, all the things that you should be doing. And I gained three pounds. And then I'm really mad, right? Because I'm like, yeah, you know, I gave up all the things that make me feel good for the moment. I'm going to qualify that because a lot of the food that I eat makes me feel good for the moment. And then I feel like shit later. I'm one of those. Either. Right. I'm the, I'm the kid that used to get the box of ding dongs and go in the closet, even though she weighed nothing and eat the whole box of ding dongs because the sugar rush 
was comforting to me. So anyway, you know, I did all this and then I gained weight and then now, and so in the last week now I've just gone, you know what, I'm the same as you. I'm like, all right, just let it go because I'm just making it worse. I'm not making it better. Let's use our tools and skills that we have. Let's love ourselves, whether we're heavier or thinner or shorter or taller or gray haired and wrinkled or, you know, nice and smooth, young looking skin and, and, you know, tan, whatever you want to call it. You know, I'm talking about you, of course, whatever it is, let's just love ourselves and give ourselves space to, to heal because I have a healing journey now on this and healing journeys can't be rushed. No, have to work on them, but some are going to take longer and something that I've been doing for 50 years is going to take a lot longer to, to heal than something I've been doing for two. Right. So most of us want that instant gratification. Well, why can't we just fix it now? And that's not the way life works. We could, we could go to a hypnotist. I could go to a hypnotist (laughs) and, and, and relent but you know, it wears off and then I'll be back in the same spot because I didn't really heal it. Yeah. So we're all on healing journeys and we've got to give ourselves grace. Yeah. I love that. I I've always say, I mean, I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that, is that, you know, the most important relationship that we have out there is the relationship that we have with ourself. And, um, you know, I've said this many times in different, um, arenas, but I didn't love myself for probably like the first 30 years of my existence. Um, maybe even 32, 33. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. Because I love myself now. I recognize it's a journey and I'm going to have to continue to remind myself and give myself the grace, you know, that I need, um, you know, just to, to even to move forward. And I know like we're so hard on ourselves You know, and I, I've always said this, like if we treated our friends, like we treat ourselves, we wouldn't have any friends. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I mean, it's so true. And it's just, it's just, it's funny to me. Um, but anyway, so the, the moral of the story is love yourself, be kind, Mm -hmm. be kind to yourself, be kind to others and, and give yourself the grace to move through these things. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a sprint. It's, it's definitely a marathon. It's a journey. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So Tracy, what I would love to do, there were a couple of questions that you, that I had, um, had you answer you know, prior to this call. And I like to do this just cause it's fun to get to know people on a, on a, just a yeah. little bit of a different level and things like that. Sure. Um, and you did already mention this, but I'd like for you to mention again, why this is your favorite book. So the, the book that has influenced you the most and why? Uh, okay. So the book that's influenced me both is what a loving, what is by Byron Katie. And the reason is, is most of us go through life, putting expectations on other people, how they should be, how they should act, the way that you should look, you know, the traits they should have. And, and that's a problem with most relationships is we're putting huge expectations on our partner based on our model of the world and the way we function as a person, right? And it doesn't work. It absolutely doesn't work. I knew that my whole life, but I wasn't figuring it out that that's what I was doing. So when I read that book, it was just like, I mean, like a choir singing hallelujah, because I was like, I get it. 
Mm. I understand it now. And in order for me to be a good friend, a good um, spouse, a good business partner, if I'm in business, uh, a good em employer, a good boss, you know, uh, to be a true leader, I need not to place expectations on other people. I need to appreciate them for who they are and accept them the way they are. Now, does that mean I need to keep them in my life if they they are, um, you know, if they don't align with me? No. Uh, and that's part of the problem too, is I think we want to hold on to some people in our circle that yeah. don't belong in our circle anymore. And it's not bad. And, and part of the thing is we don't want to have the tough conversation with them as to why they can't, you know, why we move away from them. And that's one thing I learned at Date with Destiny. I came home and, and had conversations, difficult conversations with friends in my life that I needed to move away from because the, the relationships weren't productive for me at all they were draining and um and it wasn't because they were bad people they were just in a different space than i was and i needed to surround myself with different people so i could grow yeah i love that that makes total sense and um i appreciate you sharing that because i think we all i think what you said about like holding on um part of that's also how we feel connected right yeah. is through holding on um and because connection is one of our basic needs. Yes. Um, it's, it's a lot, sometimes it's a lot harder to let that go. And, but when you do let that go, you create the space for so much more magic to come into your world. Right. Absolutely. And then, and you can consciously choose like who you want to have, um, around you and that sort of thing. So that's awesome. Thank you. So this is kind of fun. So if you could do anything you wanted to tonight, like right now, um, go anywhere, money was no option. What would you do and why? I don't even remember what I said in that question, but that's okay. You don't need to, you don't based need, on today whatever. in this moment, if I could go anywhere and do anything today, I would head to one of the most secluded beaches in the planet and just be mm. and watch the ebb and the flow of the tide, watch the birds, hear the sounds, hear the waves crash and just be. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's amazing. Okay. If you had the opportunity to meet one person who you have not met, who would it be and why? And then what would you talk about? Oh, that, that one, I'm pretty sure I know what I said. Um, it's Sage Robbins. I am so like, you know, I've seen her at events, right. But I've never had a conversation with her. I mean, you know, I've, I've had been, been privileged to say hello to her and, you know, shake her hand, something like that, but not really have a conversation with her. She, to me, not even knowing her, just what she, she, what I know of her and see of her, she, she exudes to me the kind of woman that I'd like to be ultimately. Now that doesn't mean in her style, I don't want to be Sage Robbins. I, I mean, I want to be so comfortable in my own skin about every single thing about me that I am, I am just who I am and never, ever concerned with the external, with what other people think with, I mean, anyone, not personally, because I really believe that she has that and I want that. So I'd like to have that conversation around 
her, with her, how did you achieve this? What steps did you take? So I can model because truly you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Find someone who has what you want yeah. and learn from them. Yeah. I love that. And I love Sage. She's such a beautiful soul. And yeah, I, 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 I will say this. I, I don't believe Tony would be who he is today without her. No, I think they're, I think they're, they're an incredible pair, an incredible combination that they, they, and I I don't like to use the word balance, but they fit so well together because they're such a yin and yang that it just is just this beautiful, beautiful whole synergy. Yeah. That they've made. And, you know, and for her literally and him too, but her truly for me, there is some, some synchro destiny in there for me because I literally know when Sage walks in a room, can't see her. I feel her, her presence is so strong and she just projects this beautiful, like aura about her that literally I know when she's in a room and I'm like Sage here and I'll turn around and she's there. And I'm like, that's what I want for myself because I know when you become that person where you just are you, that's what happens when you walk in a room, people feel you. And that's how you affect the most change. And that's my goal is to affect the most change for the good in the world. Yeah. Oh, I love that, Tracy. That's amazing. Okay. Kind of a pivot here. You're stuck on a deserted island and you can only take three things. What would they be? And I don't remember what I said there, but I'm going to say sunscreen because I don't want to be burnt all the time. Um, a, a, mat, a huge box of matches. And, um, and probably a good book. Mm, I like that. I like that. That's good. What book would it be? Um, I'm going to say loving what is because I'm going to have to love what is until somebody comes to rescue me. But then, you know, maybe I won't want to be rescued. (laughs) It's like castaway. I know. Right. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Um, okay. So when and where, were you happiest in your life? I'm happiest right now in this moment. I'm happiest every day now in any given moment. Um, That's beautiful. It's just, I, that, that is my choice. My choice is joy. Yeah. I love that. Choose joy. Mm -hmm. Choose joy. I love that. Okay. Well, Tracy, this has been amazing. I love having you on here. You're such a beautiful soul and just human. And I'm just grateful to know you. Um, truly like I just, you have such an incredible aura and presence about you that is really powerful. And I'm just, I'm beyond grateful. So thank you. I, I am so honored that you asked me. I, you know, I, I feel the same way about you and, um, oh, that's thanks. probably why we're connected. Right. I know. So right? I, like I attracts am- like, <laughs> Yeah, I I am grateful that uh, you are part of my life and um, I wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you. That means a lot. So for those of you um, that want to get in touch with Tracy, what's the best way to find you, get a hold of you, connect with you, be part of your groups, et cetera? Yeah, so you can um, email me at tracybenson at joyfulsouls.com. And it's J-O-Y-F-U-L-S-O-U-L-S.com. And also my name is EY, not CY. 
And, uh, or you can find me on my uh, page, on my Facebook page, Tracy Benson, or my Joyful Souls uh, page. Or I also have a group called Joyful Souls Rising that you have to ask to be a member, but I'd love to have you there. Um, and uh, of course, my podcast, joyfulsouls.com or Joyful Souls podcast. Yeah. Yay. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. And thank you again for being here. I really appreciate it. And we'll put those, um, those links in the show notes. So again, have a beautiful day. And Tracy, one last thought, um, anything you want to share with folks here, give them one little token of advice, final thoughts. Um, the one thing, the one thing that I always tell everyone is that gratitude is your friend. And so whenever you're having a bad moment, um, a bad day, uh, something happens, close your eyes, put your hands over your heart, give thanks for that beating heart in your chest, that every beat is giving you life and that life is important. And you are an amazing individual and the world would not be the same without you. And give thanks for that. And thanks for everything you can find. Just stack those events until you're feeling so utterly blissful that whatever's going on in your life will just melt away for that moment. I love that. Thank you. So on that note, we're going to conclude. Thank you again for being here. It just, it means the world. Thank you so much. I love you, Katie. Love you. Thank you from my everything for being here today. Your time is valuable and I'm so beyond grateful that you were here with us for today's episode. Please subscribe so that you get updates on all the latest episodes as well as hear about all the incredible upcoming guests we have lined up. Also would absolutely love for you to leave a review and let me know your thoughts, your feedback, your biggest takeaways, etc. Reviews help me and my growing team serve you even more. As always, sending you a big hug, love, energy, and an abundance of light.